0: Today on the Callahan podcast, it is St. Patrick's Day and the CDC really wants you to stay home, stay with your immediate family and don't celebrate, which means time to go out and have a good time. It's St. Patrick's Day. They ruined it last year. Let's uh, enjoy it this year. Uh, Donald Trump spoke last night to Maria Barramo and said uh, he had his vaccine, encouraged everyone else to get their vaccine and said he's not sure if he's going to run. But if Meghan Markle runs, he's in. He does not like Meghan, and he would uh, love to run against her. We will play you that sound. Joe Biden announced he's going to have his first press conference. I think it's three weeks from Tuesday. So uh, write that down. Um, LeBron James is now part of the Red Sox ownership. If you thought they couldn't be more unlikable, they are now. We'll talk to our friend Kerry Byrne about the Patriots' signing binge they signed everybody all the free agents who are available but we'd love to know who the hell's gonna throw them the ball they still don't have a quarterback um dan bongino is the new brush limbaugh and we like that choice and we will tell you what we're gonna do how we're gonna celebrate saint patrick's day here on the callahan podcast brought to you by dcu do you love your car but hate your car payment no problem refinance your car today with dcu and they could help lower your monthly payment lower your interest rate or both applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find a loan term and the payment that fits into your budget get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from dcu learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance insured by ncua membership required all right colin let's go this is the jerry callahan podcast it is March 17th, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Last year was the worst St. Patrick's Day ever. All bars and restaurants were closed. Everyone was hiding away. Dave Cullinane, I see, is still hiding away, afraid yep. of that evil virus. Uh, I don't know. Cullinane? It sounds kind of Irish. And it I is say, Irish. It is I say, Irish. Of course, you don't have green. You're not wearing green. If you're just listening to the audio, Dave Cullenane as, as expected, you're an idiot.
1: You didn't uh, wear I wish I was reminded that today was... Couldn't have
0: condition. worn a green t-shirt or green oh. hat or anything, huh?
1: Uh, green isn't my... Green's not my color, you know? It's it, not a good look for, it, not it, a good it, luck for it's me. It's not about your color. I do have a shamrock tattoo, though, by the way. That's a GCP exclusive. You do? Right wears that? Yeah, you don't want to Show know. It? You don't want to know. It was a college You're, thing and it was a mistake. So is so it a tramp stamp like in the bottom of the I almost think it's worse because I watched Leonardo DiCaprio in The Departed and copy, copied his tattoo on his chest there. I don't know. No. It yours good. on your <laughs> chest? Yeah, it's not a good idea. I'm embarrassed. And you're never going to let me see it? Uh, Why
0: would I ever let you see it? I I have to agree. (laughs) It is not a good look. I see lots of Sam Mark tattoos. And and every time I see one, I think they were definitely not sober. They were like in Johnny Damon condition when they got that one, or at least when they decided to get that one. And when you look back, you say, "Eh." (laughs) I can't imagine too many people say that was a good idea.
1: No, it was. I mean, it's tasteful though, and it it's was definitely tasteful. a drunk. It was a drunk. It was exactly what you just described—a drunk decision that I followed through with the next day for some stupid ass reason. I have no uh, idea.
0: See, I I, I, I have to wear green. I got my Callahan Auto Parts shirt. I wear it once a year in honor of uh, Tommy Boy, and uh, I, I think of my parents. They would be very disappointed if I didn't have uh, green on. One time in college. I talked to my mother on the phone and uh, I said, "You're gonna wear green on things." So. It was a couple of days before St. Patrick's Day. I said, "I don't have anything." Nah, nah. And th- I'll never forget this because I never got like a-, a FedEx package in my life. Until I didn't even know how to do it or anything. And the next day, I had a FedEx package with a green T-shirt. She she ran down to Marshalls and got me a green T-shirt and sent it to me. So, it's it was important to them, and it's not it's not hard to do, and it's a nice bonding thing. I look on TV and I look at like different TV hosts and see if they're gonna play along and wear a green tie.
1: And if they don't, I say, what a dink!
0: I mean, well, just just join the
1: party. Uh, but are you, are you gonna have I, a green beer today? Do you get the the the, the I dye or will whatever. not? Have
0: a green yeah. beer, and I won't. See, I used to think. Like, like my, my father loved the day and he would have, he was wear green and he would play Irish music. He loved Irish music and he would have, you know, one Guinness, but it bothered him when people would get like hammered. It was like yeah. a stupid stereotype that they, that people uh, reaffirmed on St. Patrick's day when they got fallen down drunk and said, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to do this. He, he loved the day, but he hated that tradition and he used to say it's like if you were some other ethnicity it would be like, like I don't know, Italians, you know, pretending to be mobsters. It's not a good uh, stereotype. I don't know if there are to say yeah we get really drunk on St Patrick's Day we throw up. It you know if you're if you're part of some uh, ethnic group, you are proud of some things. And the other things you're not proud of. And that would be something that we should not be proud of and say, Oh man, I'm going to get so hammered. I'm going to drink Jameson until I puke and, and then I'm going to be hung up. And, and that would bother my father. And I don't blame him. it's a dumb thing to be proud of, to be proud of how shit faced you get one day. Oh, I mean, on this particular day. I mean, the the parades are cool. Oh, we don't have those anymore, but the parades used to be cool. And, the, you know, the whole.
1: It's almost you know, worse because, really, for college kids or just out of college, it was just, it was really just another excuse. day. Right? It was it's just, just an excuse. another excuse. Except turned up just a tiny bit. You know what I mean? Like just a tiny bit, it's turned up. So it really was just like a, it really is a parody. You know, is, yeah,
0: exactly. That's yeah. a good, good word. Good point by you. Rare, valid point by yeah. you. It is a parody. It's a parody you,
1: that I very you. much enjoyed, by the way. And I would say that Hoboken in New Jersey does a better. Job at the parody than South Boston. I'm just going to put that out there. That was a crap. They, they party on St. Patrick's Day. Well, yeah, they
0: used to party on St. Patrick's Day in South Boston, but now we're all good little sheep. And like Dave Cullenane, uh, where was it? Some places having a parade defiantly. And uh, was it uh, some lockdown state? And they said, we're going to have a parade anyway. And keep, I mean, let's be honest a parade is not a hard thing to do during covid with the with the with the rules you can socially distance you can, now that it's not six feet it's only three feet that would be easy to do and parades last i checked were usually outside you know you don't have to be you know touching people you can wear a mask you can get yourself a green mask and wear a mask and pull it down when you need to have a uh, have a sip of your beer
1: but uh, there's no oh, reason no, why no. Are we, why didn't we organize a St. Patrick's Day virtual parade that would have been a good promotional I'm, opportunity I'm
0: sick of virtual everything I'm sick of virtual anything the, the idea oh we're going to have a virtual meeting or virtual party or virtual parade Madonna does that with her friends they like they play virtual bur- board games you know and which is fine they don't all live near each other but the I i I'm tired of virtual anything there is zero reason not to have a big parade in South Boston today, other than the fact that people are have been conditioned, they've been brainwashed like you, to think if they go outside and they go near people, they're all going to die. I, I'm, again, I'll say it every day, I'm disappointed in my fellow Americans, particularly my fellow lockdown staters, who think somehow that, that who, who after a year have learned nothing, have learned nothing, and they think that the mayors and governors know what they're talking about. See, I think... I'm encouraged in California by the recall effort because, you know, it's California. You expect the governor to be a crazy moonbat. Even in California, they've had enough of the the tyrant, Gavin Newsom, and they go, they are going to recall him. They'll probably elect another Democrat, which would be disappointing, but they're going to recall him, and I just wish we could recall all these governors, I wish certainly wish they could recall uh, Cuomo. I think they might arrest Cuomo Cuomo, but I wish we, we could recall Charlie Baker in Massachusetts an absolute abject disaster of a governor. I mean, I don't think he'll run again because I think he won't be able to win again, but the idea that he's not as unpopular as Newsom or Cuomo or Whitmer bugs me because he's a complete and utter disaster. He's destroyed and I'm going to go I'm going to go for a walk today on I'm going to put my green on and go for a walk and count the bars that would be hopping that would be be full of life if not for Baker Instead, they're closed down, many, many of them out of of business, many of their owners are bankrupt, all because of one guy, one tyrant, who somehow decided that he was going to stop the virus. You know, I'm sure he bought into the 15 days to stop the spread, which was one year ago yesterday, 15 days to stop the spread one year ago. At what point do people say enough? Enough is enough. They've done it in Florida and Texas and a few other places. But not here. They just sit back and watch Baker destroy the whole uh, culture, the whole culture of Boston, and it will be sad. I'm going to be sad walking around.
1: What's the? uh, Are there any bars that would have been like, like specifically had the St. Patrick's Day theme going on that are closed down? Like the Black Rose is still around, right? That's yes, it
0: is. I'm going to walk by there, but the uh, you know, like all the bars near the Garden, or you know, the Hurricane and. and fours and and they're all gone the harp that would be pretty hard today if Baker hadn't destroyed it. And I know people, certain people are upset. God knows bar owners and, and waiters and waitresses are upset, but other people like somehow in their mind have decided shutting down the hospitality industry was necessary. When again, and I talked to a good friend of mine in Florida yesterday and he was looking forward to St. Patrick's Day because everything's open and everyone's happy, and people are enjoying life and living life and eating out and going to stores and, and congregating, and doing better than we are. Again, why does it take so long for people to understand that? I know this is a a daily rant. I think it's it you know it should be a daily rant. People have got to wake up at some point and say enough with letting these tyrants, these little tyrants, just ruin lives. What? Why? Why do they think it's necessary? There's enough evidence in. We know it's not necessary. We know it doesn't work. They're ruining St. Patrick's Day in certain places, in certain states for no good reason. It's, it's nauseating. I'm glad, I shouldn't say I'm glad. Well, I guess I'm, I'm in a way I'm glad my parents aren't here to see it because they'd be disgusted. Discuss. Well,
1: it, it, today's a good day though, right? Because Governor Baker is going to announce. uh going a green
0: tie, yeah. right? He's going to wear a green tie and he's going to pretend like you know, Happy Saint. Keep stay home, stay with your immediate family. Don't go outside. Wear a mask and enjoy Saint Patrick's Day. Enjoy your corned beef and cabbage. Um, yeah. Uh, you're right. My parents,
1: I told you yesterday, my parents got their second vaccination yesterday, and uh, I was on the phone with my mom just checking out, you know, is she feeling okay after it? Because I don't want her to get hagglered, for Christ's sake. But uh, but I I uh, I she was just I couldn't believe, like, her mental standpoint was like, she's got to wait two weeks, and even then, she's still not comfortable. Like, they have completely, they have brainwashed people. Is they
0: your mother have, fat?
1: Uh, no, she's healthy. She's healthy, but it's just. What is
0: wrong with her? Guess it. You know what? I'll, this I'll is, get some out I'll, I'll try to tell you. I'll send those articles to you. She can read them and she can see
1: that she's really in no danger. She's vaccinated. I've told Did you, you this as of yesterday, twice. Yeah, I, I've and told your, you. And
0: your father is a Irish Catholic construction guy.
1: Yeah, he's actually kind of geeky with her. I think she scares the uh, shit out of him, which uh, is a problem, you know. But it's not. none of this is fact-based. You know that. It's all I, emotional, and that's why I, I could get into those fights all a year
0: ago, Dave. It's been a year, it a year. Matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Do they ever see... You know what? Just do this one simple thing. Got are they are they online? Are they you know on computer on the computer?
1: Poorly. Uh, totally, to, yes. Yeah.
0: Just get to Worldometers, uh, Worldometers. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. They track every day, every statistic in in the world and in uh, the United States. They break it down by country, by state, by everything. And I do this all the time. I look at it. You want to know the death toll? You go right to the death toll. You can you can uh, look at everything. Death toll once again I should say once again still new jersey number 1 new york number 2 rhode island number 3 massachusetts number 4 connecticut number 7 and i just keep looking and looking and looking and looking until you get florida number 27 in the country they have the second biggest elderly population uh, they have the most nursing home residents they are a huge state 21,477 21 million people uh bigger than um uh, New York or New Jersey, New Jersey, and, and certainly bigger than mass four times bigger than mass. And they have a lower death rate and they have closed nothing. The biggest lockdown states are the ones have had the most, uh, death, the most carnage. And we've known this for months and months and months and months. And yet people still sit there and say, Oh, please, Mr. Tell me when I can get vaccinated so I can go to, go to the store, so I can see my family. Um, Today in Massachusetts, he's going to announce exactly when everyone can get vaccinated. And I'm telling you what, they took care or they're, they're taking care of now, about time, the elderly, the, the vulnerable. They're going to have a tough time. You're going to see on May, whatever it's going to be, the date that they expect people to be done with this. You're going to see the numbers and it's going to be half, at least half the people just said. I'm good. I'm going to take a pass. I'm not, you know, I don't need that shot. And it's not just minority communities who are thinking of Tuskegee. That's not it. It's these people who feel healthy, who don't feel vulnerable, who think if, even if they get the virus, they will barely feel it. If they do feel it, they'll be fine in two weeks. They're just, I know they're doing their best and people, you know, famous people are saying, go get vaccinated. Last night, Donald Trump said he got vaccinated, which to be honest with you, surprise me because he's already had the virus. He knows he can't get it again and he probably thinks he's bulletproof, you know. Him he
1: doesn't think he's going to get anything. He thinks he's never going to die. Yeah, but he's he's the reason why we exactly. have it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. It was going to be hard for him to brag about it, which is what he does, brag about the uh, uh, the uh, vaccine without getting it. So he got it, or at least he said he did. He went on with Maria Botaroma. We can get to this because it was it was refreshing to have actually hear from a president who isn't stumbling and bumbling and reading a script, just answering questions. He's not, again, the most articulate. And he's certainly got, he's not the most modest guy. Everything is about what he accomplished and how he deserves the credit and how he saved the world. He didn't just save the country, he saved the world. And I'm not, I don't blame him. I mean, if this vaccine is the result of his him pressuring these private sector companies, him suspending and eliminating any regulation, any hurdles in the way, and getting it done in nine months when nobody said it could be done. He should brag, That's and, and he's going to brag, but he got the vaccine, Melania got the vaccine, and he said... The, Maria Baderomo asked if his if he would recommend people getting the vaccine, and you know that he doesn't care if people get it, but he know he wants to save the he wants the perception that he saved the world, so he wants everyone to get vaccinated and go back to their lives. Do we have any sound from uh, former I was going to say POTUS former POTUS with uh, Maria
2: last night on Fox? I know that you received the vaccine. Mrs. Trump also got the vaccine. Would you recommend to our audience that they get the vaccine then?
3: I would, I would recommend it and I would recommend it to a lot of people that don't want to get it. And a lot of those people voted for me, frankly, but you know, again, we have our freedoms and we have to uh, live by that. And I agree with that also. But it's a great vaccine. It's a safe vaccine, and it's uh, something that works. And uh, we've been well, working round the clock. And what I got the FDA to do, this would have happened. This would have happened in many, many uh, years from now if we didn't, if I didn't yes. get involved, and if we didn't get involved.
2: Yeah, tell me more about that. I remember you were talking.
0: <laughs> and. Uh, when we got, um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on Trump because he was Trump, and he's going to do these things. And it's a shame he's not on Twitter. He should have an outlet to express himself. So he will occasionally go on with his friends like Maria or, or Hannity. Oh yeah,
1: that by the way, that was an endorsement for Maria Bartiromo to get the seven. That's a good point. Favor. So let's let's talk about the leader in the clubhouse right now. It's Maria Bartiromo. I,
0: I wouldn't have a problem with that. She's a good journalist. She, she I could tell the way her mind works. She's trying to break news. Which she has guests on. She's trying to break news. Tra- the 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 i think the favorites at 7 p.m and they've tried out what is it seven or eight people yep are trey gowdy because he's had the best ratings and he is a good writer if you haven't seen it he does these commentaries <clears throat> which are pretty good man they're very emotional uh you know he did one one time about you know why teachers should go back to work and he talked about kids who are lost souls without school and it was really good he's i think he might be the favorite brian Kilmeade, he's a big name. He's in the morning. He might have some leverage there because he's been there a long time and he knows everybody. And he seems like a good guy. I, I think Maria Brataramo, I don't know if it should be the best choice. she should be a good choice. Cause she tries to break news at 7 PM. And, and that draws you in. If you're thinking, you know, she's going to get someone on and they're going to break news. It's kind of a, I don't know. feels like a breaking news kind of hour. You get your commentary later on with Tucker and, and, uh, and Hannity and, and Laura. I think, and I don't know, when, when are they going to make an announcement? They just keep trying people out.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I would say it's down to Gaudi and uh, and to Bartiromo to your point. First of all, Bartiromo is by far the smartest. She's got kind of the business background too. And that's she just true. seems like she doesn't give a shit, right? Like she doesn't yeah. give a shit about what people say about her. She's a fighter. So I think that's good. I think if you're in management with like a, from a Fox News perspective, to see the ratings that Gaudi gets, right, it, 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 that he must have a stranglehold on people that like him because he's really not in my opinion, he's not like the most entertaining host. He's obviously no, he's not, not, he's he's not, not the a most bi- bi- guy, right?
0: Here's, like, the, here's the problem he has, Dave, is you have uh, Tucker, Hannity, Laura, and now Greg Gutfeld is going to be on an 11, and I look forward to that. That's going to keep me up too late, but uh, I love Gutfeld. That's three... Uh, white guys. And I think they're all heterosexual. That is not filling any quotas. That's not checking any boxes. <clears throat> That's a disadvantage for Trey Gowdy and an advantage for uh, Maria Badaromo. Uh, a disadvantage for Kilmeade as well. So I think you're right. I think uh, uh, there's a good chance she gets it. Although you don't know the inner workings, the politics. I think uh, Lawrence Jones tried out. He did a week. He did well. If they feel like they have to have an African-American, it would be a That wouldn't be the worst thing. He's pretty good, and he's young, and he's cool, and he's a a libertarian. I like him, but I don't even know when they're going to decide. And spend
1: spend a little money, put Bartiromo in there. Not that I'm the biggest Bartiromo guy, even though she was. She was very nice to me back at I booked her a lot of times. Oh, really? She was fantastic to me. Uh, That was back when she was called the money, honey. Do you remember
0: when she did that? uh, She was behind the president, that Al Smith dinner in New York, and she was letting it all hang out, man. Yeah. She looked like she looked like Miranda Lambert. I mean, she was just showing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like eighty percent of her uh of her memories were hanging out. And she doesn't do that on her own show or on Fox News, but one night when she was just getting jiggy, she was uh, she was feeling uh it.
1: Yeah, she was drawing feeling a lot of it. eyes. And not, <laughs> not a bad idea on her part. I, I say you toss her in there and, and give it just in the trial period, put Piers Morgan next to her. I'd like to oh, see yeah. what happens. I'd like to see a little energy, a little fight. You know, I think they could get into it a little bit. Let's see. If he did
0: one night, it would be huge. It would get, you know, it'd get like. Uh, oh, you have Sharon. Better on numbers right than now. the Grammys. Yeah, I have Sharon Osbourne on. He tweeted out, and I retweeted it that he is coming after. I love this stuff. You know, you know, I love revenge. And uh, Pierce Morgan, I'll I'll find it. Pierce Morgan tweeted out yesterday that uh, he is taking notes and he is coming after. Um, <laughs> Uh, the people who ripped here it is, the people who've been ripping him and uh, defending Meghan Markle. And and here was his tweet uh, 15 hours ago. He says, Memo to all high profile, insufferably woke, unctuously virtue signaling, shamefully race baiting hypocrites. I am watching and I will retaliate. I love that. I don't know where or how that got uh, 25,000 likes, including me. Um, I think he's going to come back in some form just out of this, just out of spite and he'd be best served doing it in the United States. I don't know what they don't have a lot of good, uh, commentary shows in England. He, He lost one of the big ones. So,
1: yeah, but right. he's he's and obviously he's kind of an arrogant, you know, SOB. Yes, he's playing the man of the people card over there right now. He's defending the royal family. Right. Right. Yeah, he, he's kind of pulling like what Portnoy was been doing for small businesses or even in that Robin Hood saga. Uh he and he's doing it on a much bigger scale over there obviously. So I feel like He's he, he's probably got a lot of options that he's combing through right now. That would be
0: awesome to see him do a night or a week, a week, one week on Fox at 7 p.m. and just go after all his enemies, go after all the people who accused him of being racist. And I'm I'm telling you, the more I hear and read about this and, and we can get into Sharon Osbourne, they have turned their guns on Sharon Osbourne and she is a dead woman. It won't matter. She's worth 220 million dollars and she's like almost 70 years old. She'll be fine but they are coming after her and we'll give you the details of that. But um, if, if Pierce Morgan came on and said, you know, here's, here's what happened. Megan Markle. I, I'm sorry. We, we know she's kind of a brat. We know she's spoiled. We know she's entitled. We know she's privileged. I don't look at her. I'll I'll speak for myself and you can speak for yourself. When you look at her sitting next to Char- uh, Harry, or look at her, whatever on that show, wherever, when you see her, do you think there goes a, a, an African American woman who's, you know, got a, uh, has had it tough? I mean, I know she's got a crazy personal life, but she got lucky. She's beautiful. She grew up beautiful. She grew up beautiful and became an, an actress and, and became an, a, 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 a desirable woman that a prince, you know, dropped everything for, turned on his family, married her because he was so attracted to her. That's not a woman who's suffering at this point a lot of discrimination
1: Yeah, Yeah, and whatever happened to her in her in her earlier previous you know in her early years of life or whatever she's overcame it right so unless you see her mother
0: you don't think she's a minority at all you just think she's a beautiful dark complexion woman i mean it's there's, there's not a lot to overcome at this point in terms of race so she's making it up i think making it up and and that's basically. No, to be
1: honest with you, I feel I feel in terms of uh, who I feel worst for in terms of their upbringing, I feel worse for Prince Harry in terms of the <laughs> scrutiny. No, and, and I know he had that. a. Privilege. Yeah. No, but like the scrutiny as a kid and shit like that. I mean, the shit you take. I, I mean, mean, I feel bad. His
0: mother died, but yeah. you, know, you know, we all have our have our you know crosses to bear.
1: You if we're judging one, to a bit. like if we're basing it, who 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 had the harder time, like dealing with. Uh, obviously, trauma with him. Uh, you know the media shit with him. He, I don't he know. Led,
0: he let his 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 wife. This uh, what did Pierce say? This disgusting bilge. <laughs> this, this no corrupt, contemptible bilge come out of his wife's mouth uh, slandering his own family as racist. It was disgusting. He's, he's a pathetic henpecked loser. I don't care how much money he has. And she is a, dumb.
1: you're going to turn on that and realize it is a sickness is what is going on here. But here's,
0: here's another reason I'm not rooting for her. I initially wanted Megan Markle to go for it and run for president. Cause she's, you know, the rumors are she's got, she's got an exploratory committee. She's talking to senators that was the story. I'm not sure who broke it, but it went made the rounds that he's actually, she's actually talking to senators about a potential presidential run. She's 39. She's obviously you know, got issues. Um, I'm all for it. You know, anything to embarrass, you know, Kamala Harris. That'd be so great to see her up on the debate shade with Kamala Harris, and they'd all be they'd both be playing the victim card. Neither of them was ever. So, at least lately had, had suffered any discrimination. They've both been just kind of gliding through life, at least for the last few years. to see those two debate would be wonderful. But, but, as you know, I don't really want Trump to run in four years. He's will be seventy eight. I have had enough of already two months in of looking at a seventy eight year old president. Now, I realize Trump will not be as cognitively challenged as Biden, but still, you shouldn't be 80 years old and be the commander, of the, be the leader of the free world. It's just not right. There's too many 80 year olds making really important decisions. I've had enough of them. I've had enough of Fauci, I've had enough of Pelosi, I've had enough of, 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 of Chuck Grassley, I've had enough of these geriatric uh, people making the most important decisions in the world. So I want Trump to support someone else like DeSantis, bring the enthusiasm, bring the energy, And 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 get behind a guy like DeSantis. I want his family, I want Don Jr. to get behind someone like DeSantis. Preferably, I mean, they're both Florida guys. Let's let's do it. Let's team up. You'll be an important voice. You'll be a you know you'll be have free reign in the White House. You'll be you'll be advising him, but you're too old. However, last night he told Mon Ramo, he hasn't decided, of course. But he said it might motivate him to run if Meghan Markle runs. And I'm thinking this is typical nutty Trump stuff. So he would run if Meghan Markle ran just to beat her because he doesn't like her.
2: President, what what was your take on Meghan Markle uh, now saying she uh, meeting with Democrat operatives, she may want to run for president?
3: Well, I hope that happens, because uh, if that happened, then I'd be, I think I'd have a, an even stronger feeling toward running. I'm not a fan of hers. Uh, I think that what she talks about, the royal family and the queen, I happen to think I know the queen, as you know. I've met with the queen, and I think the queen yes. is a tremendous person, and I'm not a fan of Meghan.
1: <laughs> there you go so that's just, uh, you know that's just like trump being Trump that's the, um, he, that that mean I I
0: do I don't think Megan's gonna run even though she's a freaking narcissist who thinks you know she's owed everything in the world but and I do think that she's got people in her ear telling her she's wonderful and smart she could do anything and she thinks if she ran she'd have Oprah behind her and that's a big big supporter but um, it would be wild. Imagine Trump running against <laughs> Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle and Donald Trump for the nomi- or for the hey, president. At
1: least, he's, at least he's consistent. He was talking shit about Meghan Markle way before any yeah, of this yeah, is true. He was once again, uh, Donald
0: J. Trump was ahead of the curve. Uh, just look at the border right now. and Tell me, Trump didn't know what he was doing. Uh, and and by the way, is there anything lamer? I don't want to spend a lot of time on you know Biden Gaffsk. We you know we only have we only have so much time. Is anything lamer than uh, Biden or Biden's people announcing he's going to have a press conference like three weeks from Tuesday? He's going to have a press conference in nine days. I think it's is it eight days now? Eight days, and you're thinking every day there's huge news. The, you know, whether where it's at the border or it's going to be something to do with the you know uh, the Chauvin trial or something. There's huge news every day, all of which you'd like to hear the president's you know uh, opinion on or his, uh, his viewpoint. And we're going to wait nine days, and they're going to sit there and go, "Whatever happens now doesn't matter. It's going to be what happens like the day of the press conference." I, I've heard, you know, experts say this is unusual because there's so much breaking news. If you're going to do a press conference on March 25th, just announce it on March 24th. You don't say in nine days we're actually going to face the media and then sit down with that slobbering, that ass kisser George Stephanopoulos. And, and, and talk about uh, the problem at the border. I mean, it's gonna, this is going to be tough. It is going to be tough because I think even the whole assembly of uh, you know, ass kissers and bootlickers the, the, in, the, in the mainstream media are a little frustrated that they haven't had access to the president who claimed he was going to be transparent. And you have these huge questions, huge issues. A guy who said, invited everyone to come over the border, said, come on in. He, he really did. During the debates, come on in. No deportations. We're going to be compassionate. We're not going to be like Trump. And so people said, "Okay, we will." And now the border is overrun. People in Texas don't know what to do. I heard one guy. I think it was a lieutenant governor say they're going to have I forget the number six thousand kids in the uh, Dallas Convention Center, and he said we don't have anyone to staff it. There's nobody but the Red Cross and uh, and volunteers, and you have like six thousand kids living in an arena or a convention center and no official staff can you imagine what that's like. I mean, the mess, the, the just the chaos and, and they don't have like beds or food unless the red cross is coming through. It's utter chaos, but it's, as as uh, the lieutenant governor said, design disaster. This is what they wanted. This is what they planned. And they got it.
1: No, if they if he does a press conference, if he does it yesterday, if he does it today, do you think anybody's able to squeeze in a question about Cuomo like Stephanopoulos was able That's to? A, do? Yeah. And
0: although although Steffi asked a question about Cuomo and, and surprisingly, to be honest with you, Biden said, yes, he should resign yep. if he's if there's evidence. And he said he'd probably be prosecuted. Yes. And Steffi, all he has to do is follow up and say you know, what about you? You've been credibly accused by Tara Reid. Shouldn't you face the same standard? But you know, that's never going to happen. He is a Democrat operative with a press pass, and he was there to serve the president uh, as, as he did under Clinton when he was part of the bimbo eruption squad, who was designed to you know, go after, destroy any woman who accused Clinton of an affair. So he's got no credibility on the issue, but it's going to be interesting watching a week is it a week? No, it's eight days. Uh, Biden actually stepped before the media, and everyone everyone in the Biden administration is just going to be holding their breath, saying, just make it through. He'll probably make it through. He'll have notes on, a, on the teleprompter, and he'll have setups, and he'll, have, he'll know exactly who to call on, and they'll throw him softballs. But it is about time. Uh, we're already 50-something days into the administration and hasn't taken a question, solo question, at a press conference. It's remarkable, but we're looking forward to... Um, Trump versus Markle, but can I, before we're, we're going to talk to a, a friend, Kerry Byrne from cold, hard football facts, talk some football with Kerry, but I'm telling you, um, as much as I would enjoy Trump versus Markle, there, there, there's no battles better. And, and, you know, because of who I'm rooting for than yesterday on Twitter, I we need to get this on stage. We need to get this in an arena somewhere. Candace Owen versus Cardi B. I don't know if you followed this. I mean, I don't ever remember sitting in front of the computer uh, following a Twitter battle like I followed this one. This was just great. This was Hagler. I was going to say Hagler Hearns, but she's not Hearns. Cardi, Cardi B is too dumb and inarticulate to be Hearns. I know she's a big star. I know she's very proud of her wet uh, private parts, but... Candace Owen is just so much smarter and they went back and forth and and Candace just smacked her around. And finally,
1: what, what, she, what did Candace call her a cancer cell? <laughs> yes. And, and
0: she just, she ripped her apart. And then what, here's what I'd like to know. Someone was sitting with candy Cardi B and they were helping her craft these tweets to attack Candace Owen. And th- they thought they were bringing the hammer down. They're going for the knockout punch and they, fabricated and Photoshopped tweets saying that Candace Owens husband slept with her brother and they wouldn't, and you were pissed cause they wouldn't let you join in on the threesome or uh, something like that. And it was under Candace Owens name. You can find it if you want, but it's, um, and immediately Candace Owens said, this is a terrible Photoshop. And, uh, then when it was over said, she's talking to her lawyers and she will sue and Candace Owen, she does things. She doesn't just talk. She's going to sue Cardi B. And she probably has a case. Here's why she's saying it. Because it's one thing to attack her. She's a very, very public figure. She would It's a high bar to prove malice. But she was attacking her husband and her brother. And they're not public figures. So Cardi B, surprise, surprise, is an absolute moron. And left self vulnerable to this. You know, she said, "I'm looking at the Cardi B. By the way, there's no punctuation, no paragraphs, no uh, commas or quotations." She says, "This wasn't Photoshop. You was trending the whole day when you tweeted this. This being the tweet saying she caught her husband sleeping with her brother. Are you are you following along? Oh yeah, oh yeah." And she says your right mind sleeps around yours. sleeps at your sleep at your home with your brother cock boxing while you tweet me. Now I guess Cardi B in her defense is a moron and none of that is, makes sense. But the, the charge was in the fake tweet was that her um, Cardi Candice admits that her husband cheated with her brother. That's the, headline on this. They made fake stories too, by the way, fake like headlines and fake stories. And, and, uh, I guess thought that that was going to work, was going to fly, but it's a little ridiculous that, um, you know, that she thought that Candace Owen was not going to know it was a Photoshop or was a fake, whatever. It was a great battle. And it ended with, uh, lawyers, lawyers getting involved. So I wouldn't want to be Cardi, Cardi B, Cardi B.
1: Well, it's a smart play by Candace. Well, first of all, she's always gonna fight that battle anyway, just knowing her. But and she great play it. on a on a launch week of a new show. I mean, I'm all about that. That's a great strategy. Because we can we can hate on card Cardi B all day long and make fun of WAP or whatever. She's a monster on the internet, so it's it got Candace Owen some good publicity, you know.
0: In, and she it is amazing. And you uh, know, uh, we'll mention uh, Sharon Osborne. We mentioned it yesterday, she's getting canceled. Um, for defending Pierce Morgan that was an original crime but when it broke uh, we played some of the cuts yesterday from the show where they said they're uncomfortable and she was racist and she was uh, arguing with her co-hosts and once Candace I mean once Sharon Osborne was wounded they went in for the kill and then uh, sources started telling this guy Yasher Ali he's a Huffington Post New York magazine. Uh, Twitter troll gossip guy with uh, 765,000 followers. And he starts breaking, uh, you know, breaking stories exclusive. He says Sharon Osborne, co host of uh, CBS's daytime show The Talk, would frequently f- refer to then co host Julie Chen as wanton and slanty eyes. And that was one. And then the next one says she called Sarah Gilbert <clears throat> a co host. Who's a lesbian, a pee liquor, and a fish eater? These are quotes. Quotes. So someone is trying to destroy, destroy. And then there's another one. Can uh, Sharon Osbourne would call Holly Robinson pete who's African American, ghetto, yeah, and tried to get her fired.
1: Well, that one. Well, so that when I saw that, and I was telling you off air know, this but before the show was, I saw the the report last yesterday, and it said eleven unnamed sources. And then uh, Leah Remini. Leah Remini was already involved with the Holly Robinson, Pete thing. They were both co-hosts on this show years ago. That was already out there. There are literally no new on the record sources going after Sharon Osbourne. Thus, see you later report. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's nobody. It's
0: just one after another. She called this. um, uh, There's a uh, Iranian American talent agent. She called her a Persian carpet. Blue C word and one after another so they're they're coming at her with both barrels and yeah. they will destroy her. You're right, she should just be done with that show and be the first guest on I think she
1: knows it and maybe we'll go yes, we're going to bring you know. Carrie we're going to bring here cuz I think we're maybe we'll go into it tomorrow cuz she's uh she's coming out on her own doing publicity now as opposed to, you know, CBS Forcing her not to do anything. So she sees the writing on the wall and she's fighting back, which is, you know, that's right up our alley at least. Right.
0: And then, and, and if she ever did go on, she's crazy and she's got a lot of money. So she doesn't have to have this job. So if she were ever to go on with Pierce Morgan and they would name names, they would have receipts and they would go after people, it would be wonderful. I've never watched the talk. I don't know too many people. I have.
1: I can't believe that. Seems I, to get I, I'd, I'd check like out that. her
0: next stop. I'd check out Sharon Oswald's next stop if she's going to settle some scores. But, uh, all right, let me let me mention uh, Shea Concrete, and then we'll get to Gary Byrne and, and talk some football because uh, the, the New England pra- Patriots, Bill Belichick, has gone crazy at free agency, and uh, we'll talk to Gary and see if it makes any sense. But first, let me tell you what Shea Concrete can do for you. They can build you a retaining wall. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing, precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shay show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. S-H-E-A, or just log on to shayconcrete.com. What's better than courtside
4: seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device.
0: All right, we're being joined now by a friend, Kerry Byrne from Cold Hard Football Facts, and of course, Kerry.
1: And the New York Burns. Post, by the way. Love the, love the new gig yeah, for the Kerry. New I've new seen him everywhere. You know, he's he is
0: everywhere. They know. He's kind of the pioneer. There's a lot of fakes, <laughs> a lot of frauds out there trying to beat Kerry or trying to do Cold Hard Football Facts, but Byrne did it first. And of course, Kerry's wearing his uh, green, unlike oh, Dave Collinane. Gotcha. He's uh, in the... Uh, in the theme, in the mood, and uh, he's got his scally, is that a scally cap? He's got it a scally it cap is. On. I'm
4: doing my best Boston Irish gangster look today. Yes, and it, it,
0: works. it works. By the yeah. way, growing up
4: growing up, Kerry Byrne from Quincy with the accent, the Boston Irish accent and everything, I found out in my 30s I was adopted. I'm half Croatian. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you found out in your 30s? In my
4: 30s, yeah. I mean, wow, yeah, did you yeah. find out who your uh, real parents yeah, were? Up, yeah, yeah. It turns out I'm half Boston Irish, half Appalachian hillbilly. Uh, they were Croatian coal miners and we go down to West Virginia football games every year. And I'm like, those are my people. I knew there was something oh, yes. to it. Man. I, yeah. I
0: saw your people in uh, hillbilly elegy. Those, those, yeah, I, have the, I literally
4: have it right here. So yeah, but the, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's uh, so I come from a, a pretty interesting mix, but anyway, and, anyway, and, you know, I'm Boston Irish. You know, okay, here's so, the number.
0: Here yep. is the number that Bill Belichick spent two hundred thirty-five million. And I'm a simple man, as Bill, as Bill O'Reilly likes to say. I'm a simple man. Yep. Keep it simple. And I see Bill Belichick signing all these tight ends, run stop and defensive linemen, wide receivers, and I say that's wonderful, it's particularly tight ends. That's a great two man combination of tight ends because I don't even I couldn't even name a tight end on this team since since Gronk left. Yep and they need them, and, and these are good ones, and they and he paid them, and he didn't hesitate. He went in for the kill right away and got these guys, and I applaud that. My question is, and I asked this question on Twitter and got a lot of reaction, is, are they good at catching balls that are thrown at their feet? Are they good at catching balls thrown like three feet behind them? Are they yep. good at that? Uh, yep. Because is, last I checked, Kerry Byrne, the um, quarterback is still Cam Newton, and Cam Newton still only had eight touchdown passes, and Cam Newton... Still stinks. is, is well, am I missing something?
4: No, no, you're dead on balls accurate. you know one of the foundational maxims of the Cold hard football facts, it applies more to wide receivers, but you know it, it also applies to tight ends. We call uh, we call receivers pass catches, shiny hood ornaments. They're did they look good, they're big and fast, and everyone loves to watch them watch them motor down the road, but they don't make the engine run any faster. That comes down to the quarterback. they they can't they're very low impact players, believe it or not. Even the great ones without a great quarterback to get them the ball. And again, I'm, I'm, this applies more to wide receivers, but it's, you know, tight ends catch passes. That's what they use in the modern NFL for, right, to catch balls. And the prime example is Jerry Rice. Everyone agrees, probably the greatest wide receiver of all time. Uh, he was still a lot on impact player. He joined the 18 and 1 defending champion 49ers. He did nothing to make that 49ers dynasty. He was a Great asset to have, but that was a dynasty with or without Jerry Rice. Uh, it took him 10 years with Jerry Rice to score as many points as he did in 1984 with with, with Dwight Clark catching 52 passes at number one wide receiver. We're talking the 49ers in the 80s. So wide receivers, tight ends are low-impact players. I know people don't like to hear that, but, well, they're, they're, uh, you know, but low-impact without a great quarterback to get them. I was the going to say,
0: if you had, uh, Tom Brady, or if you had, uh, I don't know, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, then you'd say these two new tight ends are gonna be great because he will find them, he will use them right, yep. uh, he will throw you know the ball quickly, he will throw it accurately, and they will put, you know, they'll have 60, 70 catches each and and you know, 10, 12 touchdowns each, and they will have a big, big impact. But if Cam Newton's the quarterback, and I understand they didn't make a huge financial commitment to Cam Newton, but my point is always if he, you know, if he gets his incentives, he's gonna getting paid like a starter. And you're gonna tell me that Cam Newton, former number one pick, former MVP, at 32 years old, is gonna be a backup and be happy and just say, "I'm here to help the team win." That I know he's a wonderful guy, and he wears funny hats and gives good interviews, yeah. and people like him. But do you see a scenario where Cam Newton, where they sign or trade for a better quarterback, and Cam Newton? Happily, willingly takes the role as backup.
4: No, no, and and but even then, even then, a uh, uh, best case scenario. Who's the better quarterback out there? There's not, you know, there's only so many guys who can win in the NFL. There's six or eight teams a year who have a shot to win the Super Bowl because they have a great quarterback. Everyone else is just spinning on a treadmill. That's but the reality of the, the NFL.
0: And there are, are better. Carry. there are better quarterbacks. Fair enough. Fair enough. And he's not good. We all only want to – he was yeah. 35th yeah. last year. Yeah. Time. I mean, he's, he's not – you watched. I watched yeah. every throw he made. Yeah. I feel like he threw, you know, more inaccurate balls than I've seen, obviously, since well before Brady and yep. Bledsoe. So if they were to get their hands on, I don't know, not Deshaun Watson, but Sam Darnold or some, you know, a Gardner Minshew, yep. I have no doubt that they would beat – out can't and then Sam Donald's not great, not great, yep. although he's been in the for the Jets, so you're not sure. But I have no doubt they would beat out Cam Newton in a fair competition because they would throw the ball with more accuracy. Yeah, so yeah. so if Sam, if they if they were to get their hands yep. on the, and and they beat out Newton, Newton's not going to just say, I'm you know, you know, just let, I'll be I'll be here to help. I'm gonna, I mean. When you know, how the backup quarterback usually wears a baseball cap on the yeah. sideline, like, imagine what
4: like, his is look like. He wear
0: one of those feathery, uh, funky, you know, <laughs> kind of hats. Hey, ev- even with that said, Jerry,
4: and you're at your, you know, I agree with you. Uh, but even then, what of these receivers and tight ends they've signed bringing to the table? I mean, the two tight ends, uh, 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 um, Hunter Henry and Jonas, I'm just blanking on their names, they just signed them, and I already forgot their names. Uh, Combined, I looked it up. Thirty-six touchdowns in nine combined NFL seasons. So we're talking guys who have, you know, produced an average combined of four touchdowns. Okay, uh, they're not impact players, and even, even, you know, even in the hands of a much better quarterback, they're not impact players. The Patriots have made zero impact signings of all this whole list everyone's talking about. Zero impact signings. They are no better today than they were. I I, just,
0: I think the tight ends could be impact guys. I mean, in the right situation, they could be impact guys. In
1: the right situation, and not um, right situation.
0: and I think Belichick knows that. I think they're in their prime. They're not washed up. They're not hurt. And it I helps think-
1: Julian Edelman if he's healthy to have two tight ends. You know, it should help him. I would assume. Like,
0: again, again, though, these are
4: these are just another guy. Tight ends, really. I mean, look at their production. Just look at the numbers. It's all like you. Look at the numbers. Look at their production. You know, what, what have these guys done to jump off the screen, uh, you know, jump off the stat sheet uh, to make an impact? They're not the most impactful guys. That's just the reality. And neither the wideouts
0: aren't either. You look at Nelson Aguilar, and and, and and Nelson Aguilar, they're paying. And I know he's got to earn it to his base is not. Nearly, uh, but he's. I think it's twenty six million for two years. Yep. Yeah. Which, if he plays, and he's going to get thirteen million a year. Nelson- By the way, for a
4: guy who's averaged four touchdowns per
0: season in his career,
4: that's it. He had a great season. You know, probably his best season ever last year. But he's not. You know, this is not. You know, this is not Randy Moss. They signed. He's a. He's a. You know, he's six foot. He's not a particularly big. He's not tiny. He's not a particularly big wide receiver. He's not a particularly productive. Wide receiver. What are they getting? I mean, look at what are they signing. And he's probably the biggest name. He's probably the most recognizable name for that's worth, which isn't much, uh, on their free agent signings list. So I, I see zero impact. I see zero, zero, zero point zero impact. I, all I time.
0: see until uh, and unless there's a quarterback, the third best team in the division. I mean, that's what I'd see. I mean, clearly right. Buffalo's yeah. head and shoulders above them, and yep. and and Miami. Obviously, you yeah. know Tua wasn't great. He's better than <laughs> better than Cam Newton. wasn't great yeah. as a rookie, but if they made a deal, and I think they will try, and they got Deshaun Watson, or you know, Tua just they coached him up. Uh, that that's a better team as well. It was a yeah. better team, much better team last year. And uh, you're right. There's not a guy that changes the changes the game for the Patriots. But if they were to get a quarterback who could find the tight ends and get them the ball. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it could make a, a big difference, and they're not done. I mean, they're not—they haven't drafted. They got a higher than usual draft pick. Yep. they're not done, but neither is—you know—Miami's got two. Uh, I mean, the Jets have two in the first round, yeah. and they get the second pick in the draft. Well, the they, Jets, they, will, they, you
4: know, we know the Jets will screw both of those up, right? So, the, <laughs> so we got Patriots get that going for them, but uh, you know, you, you, Listen, Belichick, I've I've always said all along, and we've talked about this. It was all Brady. I think we know it was all Brady now. But Belichick's still a, a very good, if not great, coach, right? Uh, he has to know he needs a quarterback, right? It's not just Terry well, sitting here. No, they need a quarterback, right? Yeah, and, there, and, the, and there's
1: and there's know. one. And there's one today that's fighting back against sexual assault charges that are out there. That uh, everybody feels like the it's all lining up for that potentially to happen, which would be remarkable if Bill Belichick pulled off a trade. For Deshaun yes, uh, remarkable. Uh,
0: Deshaun Watson is he getting sued by this masseuse? I see. Um,
1: um, yeah, from uh, what's his name from the Texans old his owners? Wife. His neighbor is the lo- yes. the lawyer going out. The lawyer now. said oh, he really? went,
0: he went too far with a masseuse. Now I wouldn't say. That's the, the, I wouldn't say that today, seeing how some scumbag in Atlanta shot a bunch of masseuses. And, and I mean, I've seen a lot of mass shootings. I've seen a lot of psycho, you know, Dylan roof types. Um, Why do you want to hurt a masseuse? Masseuses are the nicest people. (laughs) Their whole life is dedicated to making people feel better physically, you know, getting the, helping them get rid of the pain. And masseuses, we should all be grateful for that they did. Lives they,
4: matter, Jerry. Masseuses' lives matter.
0: This, they absolutely do. And this story <laughs> makes me sick. The kid is 21 years old. It just went shooting in you know, Asian masseuses, and I'm, I'm and I'm sure it's only a matter of minutes before CNN says it's a uh, he's a white supremacist, Trump supporter, proud boy, uh, boogaloo yep. boy who's, yep. who hates Asians. But uh, it's a disgusting and, and nauseating uh, story in Atlanta. I shouldn't be lumping it in with the, the, the Deshaun Watson story, but I just wanted to bring that up. If you haven't seen it. Uh, no, I hadn't seen that
4: story. I bet I knew that, you know, the Deshaun Watson story, by the way, speaking, thinking with the, listen, there's a lot of dirt bags out there in sports. You dealt with a lot of them, probably more than I have. Uh, you know, there, there are dirt bags who do bad things and often get away with it because they're athletes. Right. And now obviously that's changed in the Twitter world. Right. But, Think of I I don't know the details of this story, but I know this happens all the time. Watsons there getting a massage. The person there giving a massage thinks, "Oh, this guy's rich. He has money. I'm gonna go out like you know they they, they live you know under a microscope. That's almost impossible to uh,
0: again not defending oh, oh, the, bad, the, poor, the bad guys. Poor, out the poor guy. You know what? You know you know what? How, how you solve that? You give a really big tip, and and that person that masseuse loves you and can't wait yep. for you to come back. Um the the um Watson is denying it, obviously. And is yeah. it his agent or is someone through Watson is saying that the, uh, the lawyer from the Seuss was looking for a big payoff? The, the charge from the lawyer, his name, uh, wow, well, he's a failed mayoral candidate, too. I guess he's a prominent guy down in Houston named Tony Busby. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. it right now. Tony, Tony Busby's Busby. client um, is talking about uh, litigation filing a lawsuit against Watson for, quote, going too far. When getting massage, uh, Busby's representing her, and according to Watson's or oh, Watson's side, uh,
1: did he tweet this? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. So he posted like a statement he on Instagram. It,
0: yeah. On Instagram that they were looking for a big financial settlement. He denied. So you know what? We'll wait. We'll wait on that one because maybe he didn't tip enough, or maybe they had some disagreement, and they made a baselik a he wrote a baseless six-figure settlement demand. Which I quickly rejected. Unlike him, this isn't about the money for me. It's about clearing my name. And I look forward to doing it for now, it looks like. And they're not accusing him of, you know, rape or so, you know, going, you know, going, even going, doing the full Cuomo, like grabbing her in the park. Are they? They're just saying he went too far. What is that? That's all I I see. I don't see anything
4: else. By the way, this Busby looks like Instagram. It looks like an Instagram screenshot. Uh, It looks like he's, he, he thinks he's like fighting for the rights of all mankind it's like he wrote this treatise uh about how what 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 a great man he is to to fight for the dignity of masseuses around the world. It's kind of fun. I mean, you know,
1: no matter what the claims are, you can't argue against the fact that the guy's an opportunist. No matter what, because Deshaun Watson is right now in the height of his you know what he's trying to accomplish by getting traded and all this shit. There's all this energy around him. Exactly it's something he didn't need right now. So they're obviously trying to. capitalize. And, and I don't
0: know if it makes if it affects the trade possibility. But here's here's what I was thinking a month ago. I'm thinking someone like Deshaun Watson is too good, too valuable that the the Texans are too much, too screwed up at this point. The Texans, you know, let their greatest player ever. JJ Watt walk. They fired their coach. They didn't, you know, consult Watson when they hired their new coach, Cully, but I'm, I'm in sports illustrated a big story on this last week on the power of quarterbacks and how quarterbacks always, almost always in this day and age, get their way, you know, whatever Matt Stafford got his way and now he's in Los Angeles guys who play quarterback, hold all the, the good ones, hold all the cards. Yeah. And I'm wondering, and, and again, initially I said, if I'm the Texans, if I'm McNair, I say, screw that. We are not dealing this kid. He's 25. He's made three Pro Bowls. He's a stud. He's going to get better. And if I'm in Seattle, I don't let, I don't get rid of Russell Wilson either. But these guys generally get their way. Do you think? Watson and or Wilson is going to get their way and get dealt before next season. Both of them. I mean, for the reason you talked about,
4: Cam Newton sitting on the sideline. Do you want to? Do you want a angry starter, it, which is even worse if you if your starter is not happy. If, if <laughs> affected, and 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 he he sets he sets a sour note for the team. I mean, these guys, you know, the the importance of quarterback, and we've seen it with Tom Brady, is not just their ability to throw the football. They're leaders, and if your quarterback isn't happy with the team, isn't happy with the organization, that's just a, that doesn't that hurts your team more than anything. And I think they're, the reason why quarterbacks get their way is teams, I believe, know this, and they have to deal them because you can't have a frustrated, angry quarterback bad bouts in the I, team in the I, huddle I, but, on but, fourth and two.
0: But, Kerry, you more than anyone talk about the value of a quarterback. So are you telling me an angry You're telling me, you know, Chase Daniel or uh, Blaine Gabbard is preferable to an angry Deshaun Watson or an angry Russell Wilson. At some point, you have to say, if we deal this guy, first of all, the fans are going to bail on us. They're going to be disgusted because a quarterback is so hard to find. You drafted him. You know, he's at least in the case of Wilson. He's become a superstar uh, in Seattle under Pete Carroll. You, de- you deal him if you have, you know, the Andrew Luck or you have, uh, you know, Philip Rivers waiting in the wings, yep. you don't deal him and just say, well, he really wants to deal. He really wants out. We're going to accommodate him because he's a quarterback. I, I guess I don't understand the power of the quarterback and maybe you're right. Maybe it is the fact that he can make your life miserable. He can piss everyone else off. He can ruin the morale. He can ruin the whole mood of your team. And if you're, at least if you're Texans, the Texans, you're rebuilding. So he's young, but he's a veteran. And if you traded him to say Miami, you get the third pick in the draft and a bunch of other picks and Tua. If you trade him to uh, New York, to the Jets, you get yep. the second pick in the draft and you get to take Justin Fields or you get to take, uh, uh, what's his name in, uh, in the BYU? Y-
4: Zach Wilson. Yep.
0: You get, If you love Zach Wilson or you love, uh, Justin uh, Fields. You make that deal, and you get a bunch of other building blocks, and the young quarterback. And you could sell that to your fans, and and maybe your coach thinks he can coach that kid up, and he can be the next Deshaun Watson. And you build around him. Use the other first, the other early picks on offensive linemen. So, I could see selling it to the you know Texans fans, if that even matters. But I'm not sure Seattle can deal Russell Wilson. I mean, he's great. He's a star. He is.
4: He's he's a Hall of Famer, and he's uh, you know, he won. The thing is, Deshaun Watson's never really won, right? They, you know, so what? He doesn't have. I mean, they they're kind of two different animals here, right? Uh, That's a lot of potential. Wilson has done it. Wilson is the guy. He's proven. He's a proven winner. His his statistical performances are up there among the best all time. His winning percentage is up there. He's a leader. His guys follow him. He has way more cards in this situation than than Watson does. So Ooh. it's you know Watson still never won anything, right? I think at a certain level we're also overvaluing him too. He
0: has okay. potential, he has talent, but what what has he done? Uh, he's he went four and twelve last year. <laughs> four and twelve. Yeah. He went ten and five before that. Eleven and five before that. But he's won nothing in the uh, in the postseason, as we know. Um, in the playoffs, he's uh, one and two. In the playoffs with uh four touchdowns, one pick. I mean, he's done nothing. And but he's you know, he's twenty-five. I mean, he's uh yes, he twenty-five. He won't turn twenty-six till September. He's a stud and he's gonna be a stud. And I love to watch him play, and someone's gonna coach him up and they're gonna get a really good quarterback. But the question is, is it Tex and, and I don't think the Patriots, even though they got a relationship with Houston, yeah. I don't think they have enough. They certainly don't have as much to give in my mind, as Miami or or, uh, uni or New York. But we'll see. Hang on, hold that thought. i got to talk about our great new sponsor, GovX. Uniformed professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership at govx.com. The greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on and off duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. This site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast, easy, and totally free. Become a member today and use Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovEx.com savings for those who serve. This is Denny Somak, host of The Rock Podcast. I'm a producer, author, and rock historian, and I want to share with you some of the greatest stories in rock and roll. Well, Bonzo was the best hard rock drummer ever, hands down. I mean, no one comes within a mile of him.
3: I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. John Lennon had this wise guy look on his face, just like me and my friends were just a bunch of wise guys, street kids. The first guitar I ever had was a Spanish guitar, and I couldn't really get the hang of it. I was only 13. I had never written a song before, actually. And uh, so Jim says, okay, everybody go home and write some songs, you know. And so I went, went home and wrote Light My Fire.
4: Join me for The Rock Podcast, the only podcast that matters. From Podcast One, or wherever you
3: get yours.
0: All I know is, Bella Chicken sign every friggin' free agent there is. It's not going to really matter if Cam Newton is the one throwing them the ball. I do not believe you can be the guy we saw last season and, you know, have a full off season and get to know your teammates better and and get to know the playbook better and suddenly start throwing the ball accurately. I've never seen more balls thrown at the feet, thrown behind receivers. He just doesn't have a good touch. If he ever did, he doesn't have it anymore. No, we agree. We agree. The current situation is untenable. And,
4: you know, we, I think also Cam Newton is one of those, He's never been that we, – we know this for a fact, and I don't know why people still get caught up in it. We know the NFL is a pocket passing game. We know right. this. It's, it, it's not college football. It's you know The reason Russell Wilson, who can run around, is so great is because he's such an accurate passer in the pocket. He can
0: stop deep back ball. and throw. throws a great deep ball.
4: Yeah. He can play quarterback from the pocket as much as the challenge he has. Cam uh, Newton was never that guy. He just wasn't. And, and the NFL is full of, you know, Tim Tebow could run like anybody run people, but he couldn't throw, uh, you know, name the quarterback.
0: There's more of a, there's more of a place for them. Now Lamar Jackson won an MVP, but I think if you invest in a guy, you don't want him running. Cause he's going to get pounded. Even if it's, going to help you win a game or two in the regular season you don't want him taking that risk if you plan on having him around for 12 14 years uh, you'd be foolish and deshaun watson i think is pretty smart he's a great uh, he can be a great runner but he knows it's it's not the it's not ideal it's not the first choice when you're scrambling you want to get rid of the ball and he can he's got a great arm someone's going to get a great quarterback and and if i'm houston i do everything i can to make him happy and keep him there but we'll see hey there's something else I wanted to get to because I know I, you know you're a big Boston fan. I got a question for you, Carrie Byrne and Colin Ain. Are you a, are you a Red Sox fan?
1: I am not. I'm not a Red Sox fan. No. I, I, I'm not a baseball fan in general. I mean,
0: in I, used, I mean, I lived and died with the team when I was growing I was growing up. I, I tell the story all the time that I, I cried in nineteen seventy-five when they lost to the Reds. In eighty-six I laughed because I hated John McNamara. <laughs> and I knew I could blame it on him. Plus, it was kind of funny the whole collapsed in 86, but you know, it was, I never missed a game. I held for years. I never missed a pitch there. This is the most unlikable three-time world series champion in baseball history and sports history. And the amazing thing is they don't even know it. the owners are. These aloof elitist, you know, billionaires, John Henry, Linda Pizzuti, Tom Werner, the whole cabal They're you know, they, they're always jetting off to Liverpool because they, they're real, you no, know, their top priority is soccer, and then they got the car racing, and then they got the Red Sox, and they don't know, I don't think, how fans feel about them, really feel about them, because yesterday they, they announced that uh, LeBron James was uh, becoming, I think, the third biggest, uh, yeah, the third biggest partner in ownership, LeBron James and Maverick Carter. And I got more reaction from this yesterday because I tweeted out that these people, they belong together. LeBron James and John Henry and Linda Bazzuti belong together. <laughs> Just these elitist, woke, rich, you know, snobs who look down on the little people. And my question before LeBron did this, I would have asked, do you realize, LeBron, that the team that you're now buying into, that their fans are the worst racists in America? Do you know that, that they, hate- <laughs> they don't look like? because that's the message i got from the owners i mean every time there's an incident or should i say an, a, an alleged incident like recently when tory hunter said a bunch of kids were chanting the n word and a bunch of adults were laughing and applauding the kids in the in the stands obviously completely utterly fabricated made, made up, up. Yep. It obviously didn't happen nobody not even tory hunter believes it happened what did the owners do they sided with the guy making the, up the story and against their own fans what happened with andrew jones same thing i mean uh um, um adam jones same thing they sided with the player who was obviously feuding with the fans the hecklers because that's what you know uh, uh, Adam Jones didn't like that he was getting heckled, so he made up a story that the guy was yelling out the N-word and everyone around him heard it, and nobody did a thing or said a thing. Obviously made up. Which side did the the Red Sox owners take? The side of the player from the opposing team who lobbed those questionable uh, accusations. They side with other teams' players against their own fans repeatedly repeatedly and they uh slander their entire fan base repeatedly say yeah they're all a bunch of racists that stuff happens routinely hell they didn't even speak out when michael che said 36 people yelled the n-word out and nobody complained did they complain did they speak out against michael che and in favor of their own fans answer no they did not they never do john henry linda pizzuti tom werner sam kennedy never side with their own paying customers why if you are lebron james would you want to buy into an organization that a has racist fans and b has owners that doesn't that don't even don't even like their own fans
4: jerry there's uh, i'm going to coin a new phrase right here on your show for the first time ever www woke white wealthy bostonians okay they're They're the most racist people in the world. They're the people from Back Bay, the people from Lexington, the people from Cambridge. Uh, This has been a prominent story for years now. You ask athletes, the most racist city in America, or black people in general, these surveys exist. It's not me making it up. Google it. Uh, Boston is widely perceived, especially by athletes, as the most racist city to play in, okay? That's not Kerry Byrne and Jerry Callahan talking. That's black athletes who believe this. Uh, By the way, Atlanta are usually considered the most accepting, right? Even though Bostonians still think it's 1863, you know what I mean, down well, south. Uh, again, I don't uh, understand. I don't,
0: I don't, but, understand. But, I don't but, understand that because the owners keep telling people that their fans are racist. Why wouldn't players think it's racist? I agree. And, but, you know, then
4: but what happens, to get to your original point, your original question – the average rank and file Bostonian who, you know, is a plumber in local twelve, and gets up and goes to work every day, and has a multiracial family like most people do now, and a gay kid, and this and that, and doesn't really care about this, and is tired of being wretched to. They're sick of this. They don't. They don't. They're not. They're sick of being wretched to by the by the WWWs by Wolf, white Healthy <laughs> <laughs> Boston. They they they're turned off by this and. and that's why the Red Sox I don't know I don't know many Red Sox fans anymore, Jerry. Well, I, I know a lot of original.
0: people I know a lot of people. I heard from a lot of them yesterday that say it they make it so hard to root for this team they grew up yeah. with. And they've won. You can't take that away from them. They've spent money and they've won. Although they've got rid of all the black players, Mookie Betts and and David Price, and you know, LeBron James will be the first guy, you first black guy in the front office, you know, like in the history of the team. But they make it so hard to root for them because you're right. They're so elitist and pompous that they uh, instinctively, reflexively, side with the woke mob against their own fans every single time. And trust me on this, it will happen again. Someone will make up some story because yep. they know that the media, of course, the Globe and the Red Sox is one and the same. But they know the Globe slashed Red Sox. Will side with the mob against them, against the loyal fans who've been rooting for this team their whole life. There is, I mean, there are a lot of Boston fans that root, that that love the Patriots with all their heart, root for them no matter what, love Bob Kraft, and really don't like John Henry, and that makes Henry so jealous. We saw the the passion with which they tried to uh, go after the the photo or the video of, of Kraft's, you know, wiener. Yeah. whole the, you know, massage parlor scandal. It was the most important thing to the Globe since since they you know tried to get you know save Zarniev's life. I mean,
4: and by the way, the average Bostonian did not care. Hey, Robert Kraft, go do your thing. Nobody cared. They
0: didn't care, and they, didn't, and they were happy that Kraft won and the judge uh, threw that out and didn't and denied the public the right to see the video of of, of a naked Bob Kraft. I mean. It was, they wanted nothing more than to embarrass the Patriots. And it's not mutual. The Patriots don't do that to the Red Sox because the Patriots don't have to. They are king of the world. They are the great champ. They're the greatest franchise in NFL history, the greatest franchise in Boston history, and it drives Henry Pizzuti. But they're also they're also
1: likable. Like the way they've set up the organization, right. like Kraft doesn't appear to get that involved in football operations. So you have somebody in the front office in Bill Belichick who does what's in the best interest of the team, which often hopefully coincides with the best interests of the fans. That doesn't seem to be happening in the Red Sox. With the Red Sox, just like the majority of other pro sports, the fans, the team were just part of an investment portfolio of rich guys. And that's it. That's it. That's right. awesome. and, 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 they, and
0: they don't know. They don't understand why they're not loved. Uh, they look at Kraft. Why don't they love us like they love him? And it's not just because Kraft is a local guy. He's You see him. He'll, he'll do charitable things. On the spur of the moment, he'll bring people in to meet, you know, Brady or Belichick. And he just can relate to normal people. And it's it's something that Henry will never be able to do. And I think even though they've won a lot and invested a lot, the day he unloads this team, the day you know, Henry and Werner and LeBron unrolled this team, they'll celebrate in Boston. Boston oh, sure. We'll be thrilled. I don't know who the next guy is. But the next guy is going to be a hero because people will be glad to get rid of this, this, this cabal of, of elitist, liberal, pompous. You know.
1: but to bring it back to LeBron for one second, like they, the LeBron thing means nothing. Like it doesn't. He's not going to be some like forward-facing figure within the Red Sox ownership. He was already a part of Fenway Sports Group. I think he he was he had like two percent in Liverpool going back to 2011. That two percent is now worth 44 million dollars. Oh, he wow. has made those guys so much. He signed a lifetime deal with Nike for reportedly over a billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> <And> I, I, <laughs> this, the good
0: news. The bad news. Bad news is that most Red Sox fans aren't big LeBron fans. I mean, locally, the good news is they are now the biggest baseball team in China. The Communist yes. Chinese Party are big Red Sox fans. And, you know, the Uyghur Muslims, they can't wait to start stitching up all that Red Sox apparel for, for LeBron because, you know, they're they're at his service. They've been at his service for years. Now we know the Red Sox ownership will certainly turn a blind eye to the horrors, to the genocide in China because that's what LeBron does. Part of the deal, I'm sure. But it feels sure like to get done
1: thing. it feels like to get things done in the sports world or the media world, you kind of need some star power. So you almost understand mm-hmm. this. Like LeBron James is gonna help John Henry get a lot of deals done. Like that's just a fact. Like John Henry's empire is absolutely gonna grow substantially because uh, you know
0: what? He'll be doing auto race, you know, whatever the car racing thing that they got going on, or the Liverpool thing. I don't think he's gonna be front row center in Fenway. He's still, as somebody yeah. said, what was A Rod unavailable? People still don't <laughs> bronze fans in Boston. I mean, for the most it, part. He was yeah, there. It all
4: comes down it all comes down to the wider schism in society. Right. I mean, this is a societal issue, right? The woke white wealthy elites versus the average guy from Brockton or Malden or framing who Roots for the Red Sox and doesn't hobnob right. knob with the global elite and jet set to Liverpool for soccer games. They and they're they've turned those fans away. Absolutely. I don't know if there's data on it, but I know. From my own life experience as a lifelong Bostonian, they've turned away those. No fans. question,
0: and I don't, I'm not sure they're coming back anytime soon because the team's not that good, and, the, and they've gotten rid of all their stars. And you know, they got rid of the best player in, in baseball, one of the best players in baseball, and Mookie Betts. Uh, this doesn't exactly endear themselves to the fans, but we will see. It's a Patriots town. It's been a Patriots town for. Yep. 25 years and it will will remain so but uh all right kerry bird from cold hard football facts thank you my friend and And they're uh, close now too and new york post i'm sorry the new best new newspaper in america in Read really me this weekend I, I start
4: this week i'll be in this weekend's paper excellent so. i've
0: already dig- I've dubbed the new york post not just the, the best newspaper in america the only newspaper in america hey in, listen they oh, know, they'll, they'll go after everybody
4: jerry they'll, you know they went
0: after trump like like they should people should have gone after trump but they should
4: also go after biden and they it
0: is they the know. only newspaper in america the yep. rest of them the washington post the new york times the boston globe they're just the media wing of the woke mob and the media yep. wing of the Biden uh, administration. New York Post is a real newspaper. It always has been. And uh, I recommend, even when Kerry's not in there, <laughs> to read it. But uh, we look forward to reading Kerry Byrne in the New York Post. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Kerry. You All right. Happy St. Patrick's Day, John. Croatian bastard, whatever the hell you are. Russian. I don't know. I don't know. You mutt. Have a good day, gentlemen. All right. Thanks, Kerry, and thanks to uh, Shake Concrete, and Allied Paving, DCU, and GovX. X. You know what? I before we go, uh, Cullinane. Congratulations to uh, Dan Bongino. I was rooting. Oh, yes. I was rooting for him. We were following this. Who was going to be replace Rush Limbaugh in the noon to three slot? It's a little complicated. I don't think people care, but he's not going to be on the premier radio network which is the eib it's going to be on westwood but he's going to be noon to three every day he is replacing or uh, uh, attempting to replace rush limbaugh and it is a great choice you know i liked most of the people who we thought were up for that job like ben shapiro and even mark stein and but i think bongino has the energy he's got the chops He's he's a fighter He's a real political junkie, like like Rush. He doesn't do a lot of you know cultural things and lifestyle things. It's all politics. It's all you know going after the Democrats. I think uh, Bongino in that slot will work great, and he's he's young enough. He's mid 40s, and he's uh relentless i mean he's on fox he's you know f- he'll he'll be in fox and friends in the morning and Sanity at night and do his podcast and write books and be tweeting or not tweeting anymore he owns parlor he owns rumble he is a frontline guy a foxhole guy in this culture war and i think it's a great choice
1: he is uh he's one of only two people that it ever could have been which was him and ben shapiro and i know ben shapiro is already doing radio right so it really didn't make he really is the only option because he he can widen the scope i think all rush fans like will if they don't already know about him they will like dan bongino similar styles right like yeah. mono, monologue style and right. then also right. he has a younger audience because his podcast is an absolute monster. that's true so similar
0: style movie. not a lot of guests yep. not a lot of sidekicks simi mean, as a producer occasionally says something but other than that it's just him and the latest news and cuts and sound from the, the latest news. So it'll be good. That will work. And uh, this shows you. how
1: out of it we are with radio, which is wild because I try to keep up with it as much as possible. But I don't know who's in Russia's current time slot right now, which is insane to me that I don't know that information. And it's oh, even no? more. I
0: you haven't heard? Who's Dale that? Ar- Dale Arnold.
1: Oh, Dale Arnold. move over. Yeah. Oh, congratulations yeah. to Dale. That's a good yes. fit. That no. makes sense. Uh, I
0: don't either. Is it best of? Is it Mark Stein? I'm not I have curious. no idea. That is
1: like that is literally the definition of why radio is dying. If you have not prepared for who is next, to be honest with you, as dreary as it sounds, the day Rush made his announcement, you should have known basically who was taking over for him. Well, and and, I, and I, you and I got in this fight randomly. It should have been whoever Rush told you. He knew his audience better than anybody. He could tell you who could take over his time slot. I,
0: I do think he he liked Bongino, and I do think I had Bongino as the favorite. It made all the sense in the world, and it's a good choice. And you're right. I haven't listened to radio terrestrial radio in a year and a half. I'm not kidding. I obviously am not driving as much as I used to, and, and during the pandemic, I But I listen to satellite. I listen to podcasts. I listen to Rush before he died, obviously, but. I did it in podcast form. I get on the, you know, whatever Apple Podcasts and listen to his podcast, and I do the same with Bongino. I mean, he has a great podcast every day for about an hour. It's just him, and I'll continue to do that. I don't put on my radio and sit through the commercials ever at all anymore. The yep. world has turned to podcasts, and uh, I'm glad we could uh, jump on board this. We lead. should
1: kind—I of, mean, we did just say it—but he's not technically taking over for Rush because if you read right. the articles, you kind of it kind of reads that well, way. No, this is. That company, who's smart, is saying we have a monster in Dan Bongino. We're going to offer radio stations across the country a alternative to Rush that they don't currently have, and he'll win. He will probably win seventy five percent of those stations.
0: Right, and he, right. He's on. He's going to be on most of those stations. I think a lot of them already agreed. So it, you know, the listeners won't know the difference. No. He won't say EIB or Golden Microphone, but he'll. Be in that slot, and he'll be talking about all the same things Trump on uh, Trump, all the same thing, thing. Rush would have talked about, and he will, by the way, talk to Trump. He's a friend of Trump's. He's in South Florida, just like Rush. So he'll have a lot of the same people in his in his world. So I like it. Good choice. Congratulations to Dan Bongino. I also like his fights. Ever see his fights with uh, uh, a Rivera on? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, they go at it. They, I, I think they genuinely dislike each other. He was making fun of Geraldo's hair last night. It was pretty good. Yeah.
1: Bon-Gino's, I don't want to a ton of Bongino, but he does come off like uh, he's got a little wise-ass in him, which is what I like personally. Totally. He's a
0: little, he's a bit of a fighter, and yeah. uh, and, and you need that. If that's You absolutely need that. But, uh, all right, we will leave it there. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. They'd wish me
2: one more day to stay
1: But since it falls unto my
3: lot That I should rise
1: and you
2: should know I'll gently rise and softly call
1: Good night and joy be with you. Why am I stopping? No one else stops.
0: I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.
2: Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done.
4: And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best
2: Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air.
3: I need to try it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela.